Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Obi-Wan episode, whatever it was, Ms. Marvel episode four. one, episode four. Thank you. I, I forgot. It's It's been a long week. But anyway, we're going to get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. We recorded on Sunday last week, and we're recording on Monday this week because I was out of town from Monday to Saturday last week at a, at a game con- convention for work, and it was a ton of fun. But that meant I got to catch up on all the TV. So nice. I watched I watched Obi. I watched it all. Watched it all. Um, but anyway, so obviously stay tuned as usual, as the as the OGs know, stay tuned to the back end of the show for the reviews. But first, let's hear about the news that Dylan found this week. Dylan, what you got? All right. So last week during the MTV movie awards or whatever, they we still got a do teaser those? trailer. Yeah, apparently. Um, we got a teaser trailer for the next Hunger Games installment. We've talked about it before. This is a prequel uh, about President Snow before he became the tyrannical ruler of Pan Am. I, before you go, Michael, I love Hunger Games. Like, unironically, I think they're like genuinely good. And it's like a very clean story, four parts, you know, like it's not like open for like continuation or anything. It has a um, conclusion. Some movies are better than others, but I think they're all quality. It's like the best of that teen, <clears throat> like dystopian era, you know, it's like the back when the that was here. Yeah. Yeah. So better than Maze Runner and, and Divergent, Divergent. And, uh, Twilight. Yeah. Better than all those. Um, but anyway, I, I don't okay. care about this. I don't care about a prequel about the villain. What about you? Um, okay. I've read the first book and I've seen the first two movies. I think I don't really remember which movies I've seen. I might've seen all four of them. I don't really remember. I don't remember hating them. I just don't remember having, I never had any drive to go. If I bet you, if I saw them again, I would remember bits of them. It's yeah. like um, when I, when I, when I went to before the last mission impossible movie came out, I went to go rewatch the previous one and I'd seen it. I completely forgotten that I'd seen that movie until halfway through. I was like, Oh yeah, I've seen this. Um, but I have, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, it's not a franchise I really care about it, but I, I agree with you. Like they were very well made um, for, I mean, for what they are, this is, um, that is the peak of the genre, I think. Um, but in full agreeance with you, who cares about the, the prequel of the villain? Yeah. I mean, uh, your snow is not Darth Vader. All right. Like relax. Yeah. Well, like, maybe he is. I don't know, but I don't know. I agree. I also didn't think snow was that, that compelling of a villain anyway. Like I thought he was kind of, he was creepy, but he had no like uh story, you know, it was just right. Donald Sutherland being old, old and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, no, I don't care. Is it going to come? Is this theatrical? Yeah, theatrical November seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Not this year. And this is original, right? This one's not based on a book, or is it? There might be an accompanying book coming out. You know how they do that. Um, I'm not sure. There's not a book right now for it. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. We got a trailer. Netflix did a little thing called a Geeked Week, where they did a bunch of trailers and talked about upcoming projects and. The biggest comic book one was the first Sandman trailer. We had a little footage before, but this was the first full trailer. It comes out August 5th on Netflix, the whole season. Um, I thought I have never read Sandman, so uh, I don't mm-hmm. have any like... I've um, read the first volume. I've read Preludes and Nocturnes. Okay. It's good. I really liked it. I just never continued. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought this looked really high quality and like something I would enjoy. So I'm excited, but I have no like narrative investment in it. But the only thing I saw online people talking about was uh, um, Jenna Coleman's character as okay. Joanna Constantine. And everyone was, or not everyone, uh, some, you know, F boys were mad that John Constantine is female or whatever. That role is gender God. bent. I don't, I don't know. I don't like I said, I don't know Sandman. I apparently there's some precedent for it in the comics. Um it'd be like having a female Loki or something. Something like that. Yeah. I think I think there's something along those lines. Uh, but whatever. Just <laughs> you get know? over it. I mean I assume if I had to like actually guess, I assume there's some kind of issue with their Justice League dark plans and maybe not wanting three Const- John Constantines around, you know. That um, also makes a lot of sense. Because that could be very confusing. Yeah. So, but like, 
I don't know. It, it seems cool. I like Jenna Coleman. Me too. I like Jenna Coleman a lot. People don't like her as a companion, right? Where they didn't no, like. The she was one of the least popular uh, companions. That's sad. It's I know because I I liked her a lot because um, her story was fine and then it just went on too long. That's sort of what happened. It's like she, I mean, she didn't overstay her welcome. The character overstayed their welcome and didn't make narratively sense. make sense to be there anymore. <clears throat> well, we have another uh, sequel that uh, I know Michael is sure, sure to be very excited about. Oh, the God. Todd Phillips Joker movie. The sequel is happening. Uh, Folie adieu. Oh. Adieu. Adieu. Yeah. Uh, Dylan. Coming out. Dylan. The Arthur Fleck, uh, you know. I can't. I can't sigh. People. Can you hear me rolling my eyes into the back of my head? Like, can you hear it? Because did you see the picture of Joaquin Phoenix reading yes. it? Yes, I did. It was so so pretentious looking. I I hate it. I hate it. Like, go back and listen to our Joker review if you want to know our collective feelings on uh, the flick. Um, but yikes! Um, the elevator pitch. Uh, for our, uh, I th- or I don't want to speak for Dylan. For um, my opinion on Joker is that it is a movie that has nothing to say and says it very loudly. It is just mm. a mess. It thinks it is high art, and it is absolutely not. It is high art, and anyone who says otherwise is wrong. It is um, equivalent equivalent to Morbius. To no, me. it's not. Okay, no. It has <laughs> the. It's, it's better more than well made than Morbius. It is. It is better um, than Morbius. How but the 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 French the French title is it translates to madness for two, and it says the condition is defined as an identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals, usually members of a close family. So people think that means Harley Quinn's going to be in it. God, is that a leap? I, is that a leap? I don't know what other two it would be. This might be two Jokers. I don't know. I mean, Harley makes a lot of sense. Um, what if it's madness for two and then Jared Leto's Joker shows up? No. <laughs> what if he what if he, he morbs into the no. movie and <laughs> morbs? <laughs> no, it's Billy Kyogen or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, the three jokers. Yes. The th- See, that's that's the swerve. It's it's adieu, you know, for two, but really it's a trois. Okay, but really what this movie would do is not that. They would do like a bad cgi uh heath ledger i think oh no! you know a hologram would, uh, yeah <laughs> it would resurrect him <laughs> oh no you know what i don't know it's probably I, harley yeah it's harley or batman and it's and it's the madness that they both share where they're both entwined and they can't escape their downward spiral where they're both doomed because whatever tragedy art I'm, spiral they're in it could be that yeah actually but if it is Harley, I hope it's not Marco Robbie. I think we should keep her separate, you know? Keep her safe. Don't, yeah, don't don't I mean, expose she, her to that. She was already in the bad Suicide Squad movie and the less bad Suicide Squad movie. I mean, Joker is nominated for Best Picture, so... I, that blows my mind. I maybe, don't understand. I could see why she would do it. Um, I, don't, but, I don't understand. That movie's not good. Anyway, go on. Speaking of Best Picture, we got the first trailer for... Uh, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam. Uh, uh-huh. This is, it, it features the JSA, a lot of Hawkman, um, Dr. Fate, Pierce Brosnan's character. Uh, there's not a lot of story to go on. I'm not sure what's happening, but it looks like they've redone his origin a little bit, and he's got he's like a super soldier. Yeah. Uh, like there's like skinny rock, and then they put him in like a liquid tank thing, and then he became out um, like you know our rock <laughs> the uh, rock we know yeah um look i see that the yellow filter is back on egypt we love I the mean, yellow we, filter we had moon night we had one thing without it and now we're back to it uh we're egypt, back to egypt is yellow dylan we're back we to this. a man a man pretending to be egyptian in a in a uh valencia pro not the, uh, not the valencia pro <laughs> he types um, he speaks in helvetica as well Yes, uh, unless he's not going kind to of doing an e- Egyptian accent, that'd be the, worse. Um, hey, look, the the Rock has strengths. Accents are definitely not one, unless it's a comedy accent. Then that's different. He could probably pull off like a bad British. Even that, like, I I would trust the Rock to do it. Oi, hello, governor. How are you doing today? I'm yeah, the maybe. Rock. You know what I mean? Like, 
I wouldn't. Maybe. No, I, I can't. I don't trust the rock to do, a, you know, as a culturally sensitive, any, any sort of accent. But I thought he was being very rocky in the trailer. There's like more humor than I expected. Yes. Um, the effects look good. It does. It, it looks fine. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Go on. I'm, I don't, I don't really care too much, obviously. Um, I, I liked the, I liked Shazam. Uh, so maybe that will bleed over into this. Um, I, I don't know. It looks fine. Um, effects look good. Uh, I liked Hawkman. I liked his design. Um, I, I, I just have such, I mean, okay, look, I, I really like the rock. I've been a rock fan for ever since I was a kid. Right. But like, I just have a hard time taking the rock seriously, like in, yeah, in most things. And I, I don't, I don't really know why. Maybe, maybe it's because of the wrestling thing, and because I, that's what I know him from. But like, Dylan is not a wrestling fan. Do you like? You don't, you don't have that. I feel pre- the same way though. Only having seen like pretty much all his movies, so. Um, I don't, I don't I, know. I have, I have rock fatigue a little bit. Right, because he, he is a little one note. You know, I think a lot of his stuff is. Uh, he's playing the rock with a different hat on. You know, different hood. Yeah, time. well, this time, if you will, um, but it's not red. But it might be good. The trailer didn't make it's me not bad. It bad. No, yeah. the trailer doesn't look bad. That that's um, a win. That's you know that's a win. I wish. I just wish that Black Adam and Shazam two were the same movie. You know. Yes. Just make makes them one. way more sense. Maybe a little time together. That would make too much sense though. So maybe not. You know. Yeah. But. Like this, this should come out, and then he should be in Shazam too. But that—that's too logical. It's probably not going to happen. Okay. No. Um, we got an official confirmation from Deadline that a Thunderbolts movie is in the works at, at Marvel. Um, nice. Kevin Feige, uh, Jake Schreier, who did Robot and Frank and the show Dave, is directing it. I don't um, know those. And uh, Black Widow scribe Eric Pearson is scribe. penning the script. The scribe is penning the script, you say? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Wait, is Dave like, the I little like... Dicky show? I, th- I think so. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, this isn't this isn't a surprise, right? I mean, like they've been Thunderbolts. What's, we need to know what Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine is. Oh. What she's doing? What she's up? What's she up to? You know? What, what's what's she getting at? Who, who's this lineup going to be? Zemo, Yelena, Yelena uh, maybe a bomb, like Red Hulk. That'd be cool. Um, uh, uh, can we get Punisher in there? That was like a Bucky, like uh, Punisher, Electra. Those are those are that's my my, my favorite uh, Thunderbolts run is that uh, the red one. <laughs> yeah, the red one. With, okay. with some well, very questionable art. Um, the covers by, uh, were cool, though. The covers were incredible. Oh, well, they were like Noto. Oh, mm, were they Noto? I don't remember. I don't remember um, either. But man, I'm not going to name name the person who did the interiors that were just remarkably terrible. But like, man, there were some of those issues that it was just like, what am I reading? I, yeah, wild. But anyway, I'm I'm excited for it. I think I think it's going to be good. Or I mean, I I, I hope it's going to be good. I should say. As long as it has Yelena prominently featured, it's gonna be good. I agree. Just more, more Florence Pugh. So, Michael, you remember watching the Old Guard? You remember reviewing it on this podcast? I, this year's I do. Show? I do. I do remember that. Okay. Well, I barely do. Um, I remember I'm seeing being, the movie I don't and remember, really liking it. I yes, I remember it being way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. So, and it, it felt like we watched it years ago, though. Oh uh, yeah. Wait, when, well, when I know we did. I don't even know when it came out. I don't know. 2002 um but (laughs) um the sequel they announced it right after the movie came out um and for those who don't know this is the Charlize theron led uh yes netflix greg rucka adaptation um and they're doing a sequel old guard 2 that's what it's called um (laughs) yeah I really liked it. I, I actually I would rewatch I, it. It probably will before this movie. Same. I remember. I remember really liking it and being very surprised that, that I liked it because we were expecting. I think you, me, and Ron all liked it. That was yeah, a Ron, we did. That Ron was on at that time, and mm-hmm. yeah, we 
all were very surprised by it. That was a COVID one too. Like that was one of the early COVID releases, I think. Was it? I think so. Okay. Well, I would have liked to have seen it in theaters. It was one of those, you know, but yeah. um, they've added Uma Thurman and Henry Golding. Okay. I like, I like them both a lot. I thought, yeah. I mean, not, not in snake eyes, obviously. Sure. But, well, of course um, well, your eyes, they're like a shadow before the storm. God. <laughs> um, I, I feel like we're having an Uma Thurman like renaissance a little bit. She I like appearing in things after like having Thurman. been gone forever. Um, I love Uma Thurman, so I'm okay with that. For the kids out there, she's she's Maya Hawke's mom, uh, Stranger <laughs> Things character. Uh, oh, is what's, she? What's the character's name? Um, what's the one? She worked at the ice cream shop with yeah Steve. I don't I don't remember, I don't remember the character's name, but yes. Her. Yes, she's the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. Um, mm-hmm. So it's her mom. Her mom. I don't, I don't know movie, if I knew so that that cool. was. I don't know if I knew that that. Well, I don't. I don't think I knew that. That's cool. You won't be able to unsee it now. Uh, no, I see it. I googled her, and that, there it is. I see it. Um. So you know how Morbius got a re-release, Michael? Are they morbed again in theaters? Uh huh. And well, Sony's doing it flopped. again. Doing we're, it again. We're morbing the third time. No, not a third more, but, uh, oh. but there is a petition to release it a third time. Stop. People need to stop just to fool them again. Like, can you can you fool Sony again? But yes. anyway, um, I signed it. Uh, Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home was... There's some backstory to this, why people are a little bit mad about this, Michael. It's being re-released in theaters with an extended cut, but mm-hmm. it was... Everyone has already bought the physical release, and there's actually like someone there's like some lawsuit against Sony because on even on the DVD and on all the solicitations for the releases it says there's deleted scenes. Yeah. Um, so people bought it because there was supposed to be more uh, Charlie Cox. There's like a courtroom right. scene and more of the three Spider Men. But then everyone got their their copy and was like, wait, there's nothing, you know? Really. Um, and now we know why, and it's because they're re-releasing the movie in theaters uh, on September second with the deleted scenes integrated into the movie. Bill is an extended cut. Hmm. So I feel like that's kind of shady, you know, that's super like, lame. I'm sure they did plan on just including them in the Blu-ray and then last minute change their mind. But like, I feel like once you really solicited it, milking you it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, you should have just put them on as deleted scenes on the thing. Right. And, and then, then like, you, you could have still them. done this. I think you could yeah. have, inter- you could have integrated it and re-released it if you really needed to. But yeah, this definitely. movie made like a so billion and a half dollars or something like. It's... Okay, you, you, maybe you can answer this question for me, Dylan. How much does it like? Is it a financial burden to re-release this movie? Like, or they don't have to do much for it other than promote it a little bit, right? Like, um, sometimes it's a burden if you're a movie that theaters like wouldn't want to play. Like, they think it wouldn't be worth their time to put it in their screens you know okay but like when it's one of these like a superhero movie no like ac- they actually get to make the demands like we're gonna give you spider-man when you play it in imax and this you know like it- it's on sony's terms basically so okay interesting they- they'll just stand to make money the the only way that they could lose money is if they was com- they were competing with themselves with a different movie okay because like i was thinking like with the morbius thing i know they made no money comparatively but like that i mean how much effort did they put into marketing the re-release of Morbius? Not a ton, right? I don't think so. And I think the marketing was organic. It did it for itself. But right. the, the only ones who lost money were the theaters. Right. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, anyway, um, Squid Game. Everyone's oh, yeah. favorite pandemic show. Or one of the, you I, know, the I one everyone watch watched. The I one everyone but it. Michael watched. Um do you not watch it because it's too popular? Like, no, is it I one really, of those? <laughs> I I don't know why I didn't watch it. Um, well, I do because I, I I don't have time. Um, I almost watched the first one in my hotel, uh, in Ohio, but I opted to not, and I watched um, <laughs> something way more serious than that. I watched the uh, the documentary on the FLDS, uh, the Keep Sweet, whatever the uh, the 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 cult, the, the Mormon cult from uh, Texas. Yeah, and Jeff. That sounds uh, fun. It it was very interesting. I, I I could have watched Squid Game, but I chose to watch that. So, <laughs> there well, you are. there's a little uh, teaser on that Netflix released, which is just 
confirming that the same writer, director, and producer dude is coming back and doing Squid Game season two. That's good. Season one didn't really end in a way that I think uh, demanded a season two. I think it was written as a miniseries. Yeah, but, but how popular it was. No one's surprised that this is coming back. Yeah. It's like a juggernaut, you know, Stranger Things level popularity. So, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Squid Game was everywhere. Like, I got pops, you know, like, that's, that's how you know you've made it for real. Like, if you're a Netflix miniseries and you got pops, I mean, you may, you got everything made Funko is great. Yeah. It, more about that later. Yeah. More about that in a bit. But, but that's um, all I got. Okay. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And never let it be said that we are caught unawares. We've got breaking news. So while we were while we were recording and pontificating about the what could happen in Joker Folie Adieu, the <laughs> yes. news the news has broken, maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, it's reported by THR, so that means it's probably pretty likely. Yeah, that one Lady Gaga is in talks to play Harley Quinn. Dylan, how do you feel? Stephanie about that? Germanata herself. Excuse me, <laughs> not not the government name. Not her Italian name. Yeah, um, right. yeah so she, I guess wow. she, she might be Harley. She's um, going to do that accent. What do you think? I mean, I think she, she can do that accent. I'm sure. I mean, she was in House of Gucci. She, oh. she clearly can do accents. Patrizia. <laughs> Wait, um, she, was, she was in there with Waluigi. <laughs> Jared Leto. Maybe that's why she seemed so good. It's because Waluigi was op- starring opposite her. <laughs> Jared Leto was a freaking clown in that movie. I love yeah, it. but anyway, uh, uh, Lady Gaga, huh? That's okay. That's fine. She's I like I like her in movies. I mean, I've seen her in like one or two, but okay. Hmm. I mean, I don't know, Michael. I like I like Lady Gaga a lot. She's a good actress in the two things that she's been in, and I know she's really chasing that Oscar. Like she's desperate for it, you know. Um, yeah, but Margot Robbie. You know, yeah, he's so good as Harley. I but what what did we say twenty minutes ago, Dylan? Is we don't want to we want to protect. No, I don't Margot want Robbie. Margot Robbie in the movie. But like, you don't want. It's kind of rude to, to have. Eclipse. It's kind of rude to have another Harley. You know, I'd be I'd be mad if I was Margot we, we, Robbie. We have two Constantines. <laughs> yeah, they have two of a lot of things, but not like on this scale. I feel like you know, right? Um, I'm sure she'll be great. This is this became way more artsy try hard I mean, you know i mean the movie's still gonna be not good though but maybe um, gaga will do a song ooh. like she did for top gun you know oh no i want yes all right cool i'm in book it i'm, I'm ready okay. to see it all right let's get into my news real quick um we have a little bit of wrestling housekeeping news so um every year in japan uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, they put on their G1 Climax Tournament, which is the month-long tournament that lets the winner get a title shot in January at their big Wrestle Kingdom event. AEW is sending someone to compete in it, and it is Lance Archer. That is very exciting. He has been in it before. Um, and they, those G1 things are always very exciting. Um, I love a good tournament. And Japan really does pro wrestling tournaments very well because – it's kind of hard to sell a tournament to something that we're all in on is fixed. Right. Like it's like, it doesn't feel like a tournament to, to a lot. Sometimes like WWE has run tournaments before. It's like, well, I already know who's going to win this. Like, why are we doing this? Uh, but new Japan does a very good job of this. And that's very exciting to see Lance Archer out there. And we have the upcoming AEW and new Japan um, pay-per-view event in two weeks called forbidden door in Chicago. Um, and big shakeup in the New Japan world. Jay White has won the 
world I, IWGP world heavyweight title uh, from Kazuchika Okada, which really changes the landscape of what we're looking at at the show. So I make sure you guys are all my wrestling fans. Make sure you're watching dynamite this week. Cause we're going to see some, see some fireworks. I'm sure as we're leading up to a bullet club, uh, a big show here, but I got a lot of news. So another time to dive too deep on the wrestling stuff. Okay. Um, so I have some gaming news, gaming news. Um, so Dylan, are you familiar? I know there's okay. Are you familiar with Satine Phoenix? No. Okay. Um, she is um, a D&D luminary, as self-described. Uh, she's like a, a, a D&D influencer. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, model, sort you know, does sorts of all cover poses, you know, cover art and does promo for stuff. Um, does cruises, you know, like a very, like she is the biggest name in D&D that isn't someone who writes D&D. Okay. Okay. Um, she and her husband, Jameson Stone, um, have a company called Apotheosis Studios, uh, who release content and they do some YouTube shows, et cetera, et cetera. Well, this show that I was at this weekend, Origins, um, they were the featured VIP guests and they were doing a dozen panels about inclusion and diversity and how to be a better game master, et cetera, et cetera. And well, on Tuesday, um, Twitter sort of got, this is a really involved story. So I'm not going to get too involved in it because it is very interesting and very in-depth, but, um, Jameson, the husband, the CEO of Apotheos Studios got outed on Twitter as, uh, bullying, uh, and being a general bigot and butthole to a bunch of people specifically with a tattoo artist who tattooed him. And the tattoo artist came forward Share the screenshots, drop the receipts, and then everybody came forward with their with their bullying and gaslighting <laughs> stories about these two, about both of them, and okay. and so they were supposed to be everywhere at this con, everywhere. There's what you, I didn't see them once. First of all, they canceled all their panels. Um, Satine had to turn off comments on all of her Twitter posts and only made two from the show. One was in the morning before the show actually opened as she was walking around looking at stuff. So she wouldn't get hassled by people who were giving them a hard time. And one was from a skybox. Uh, so this is a really big development, honestly. Like if you care about RPGs and you've, you've, if you're a big RPG person, you do know who at least the teen Phoenix is. You might not know Jameson Stone, but he has stepped down as the CEO of Apotheosis. And, and even then, even then, uh, some I love how the community is really just like not accepting the BS because like th- there's private discord servers or whatever. And Jameson made a post is like, yes, I have stepped down, but we are trying to shield Satine from all the negativity. So I'm going to be jumping on all the grenades or whatever. This dude is okay. a ju- Dylan Google this man's name and you'll, you just see a picture of him and you know what you just look at him go, stone Jameson J A M I S O N. You just look at him and go, Oh, this guy's a total tool um yeah 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 anyway and so like people are just like out every screenshot under the sun if you if you have 30 minutes go deep dive read all this all these articles it's very if you like like, yeah the effect of that couple that's like babe it's just us against the world right you know like that kind of thing there's lots of stories of them like stepping on people smaller creators and who people actually create they don't do anything other than promote which they're very good at, um, but you know they don't they don't write Stayed. stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know. Anyway, there's all that. So, uh, and I was there for this. The, the 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 drama on the floor was palpable. There there was a team booth that was empty, but there was a there was an Origins employee there sitting there all the time. I guess to make sure it didn't get defaced. So, it was pretty funny. Um, as alluded to earlier, we have some Funko news. Hmm. Funko. The pop company has bought Mondo from Alamo Draft House. How do we feel about this? Mm, mixed feelings. I, so, I agree. Mondo is we both Michael and I stand Mondo. Of course. I've been to Mondo Con. I've never no, been, I've been to, to Con. I've been to a Mondo uh, exhibit. Um, and they're really great. They seem like a really cool company. And they're from you know? Austin. Yeah, Texas owned. It's like they seem like a niche, um, like tight knit. They do. They do. Kind of thing. If you don't know what Mondo does, they do high end, low print run, 
movie posters that are unique and vinyl and vinyl too. Yes. Vinyl. And they do figures and uh, vinyl records, vinyl figures, tiki mugs, whatever. But uh, to me, I associate Vando primar- Mondo primarily with posters and they're like, you know, I got this Dune poster that they only made 250 of, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I bought it. I bought it for $50 and then I was planning on keeping it, but the price was too insane. I sold it for $500. Like I, I, I would rather have $500 in this Dune poster. Um, I bought it and to keep it. The and reason why that happens beautiful. is because they're so yeah, they're, they look so good and the quality is great. The print mm-hmm. quality, you know. Um, and they it's like it's like sneakers. Like they sell out in seconds. Yeah. Um, you have to, like you you have to worry about bots and whatever. Um, so I don't know what this means for Mondo. Like, is it going to operate the same? You know, is it going to? I hope not, because so I hope the selection stays the same because they do. They seem to do whatever they want, like unpopular movies, you know, uh-huh. like they'll do an A24 movie that came out five years ago, just because, yeah. you know. Right. All right. We're doing um, a killing of a sacred deer print, which I was yeah. lit for and bought, but, you know. Yeah. So I hope they still do stuff like that. But also on the flip side of it, like they're so small and they can't keep up, keep up with production. No. And their websites run really badly. Um, like the website's the way bots, so bad. Yeah. The way bots buy the the prints that they have and um their shipping times are like atrocious you know i i am still waiting on a few on that a24 drop when i got i think i got midsummer and uh killing of a sacred deer i got a couple that i'm waiting on yeah and that was basically they're like you'll get it when you get it you know Uh um so i'm hoping that like with a like big box parent company they can hire more people and be run a little bit better but i hope that and i hope also they've stopped doing marvel and i was collecting all their marvel ones they don't really do them anymore um so i'm hoping they can get like yeah i'm hoping funko could open the door for more licensing because funko's kind of like the licensing king you know like absolutely they what license don't they have uh so and also funko bought loungefly a couple years ago and the quality is i think stayed the same you know Mm -hmm. um I think some of the exclusivity is not there anymore. So we might see like higher print runs or timed exclusives where it just goes up for a couple of days and they'll print however many they sell. So the resellability might not be there, but um, I'm hoping it's a good thing overall. They On their story, they promise that they're not going to change the way they run. Yeah. Are, I know some of the, are you in any of the collector, Mondo collector groups? No. They're all freaking out. Yeah, I figured. Um, because they, I think they've, I, I don't know. Like, are you in it because you think the posters are cool? Or are you in it because the exclusivity? Also, Alamo Draft House is pretty big now. You know, they like they yeah. have theater in New York City, and like it's like a nationwide theater chain. It's not. Oh, do like really? a, mo- a mom and pop? Yeah, there's no more in New York. Uh, oh wow! This year, I think it's not like a mom and pop theater. You know, so wow. You may have started that way, but I don't. I'm hoping things don't change. We'll see. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. Um, we got a our first look other than a random couple of still frames on Rob Zombie's The Monsters. The teaser trailer has arrived in, in living color. Mm, yeah. Uh, what'd you think of it, Dylan? I have no affinity for The Monsters. Uh, so it did nothing for me. Gotta be honest. It so, seemed fine. I don't know why they copied the Agatha All Along song. Um, for the... well, that, That's what that's... The... <laughs> I know. Okay. I, was yeah. like, you, I was like, oh, you, wait a minute. I can't tell if you're being funny here. Okay. No, it was, it seemed fine. I don't know. So I, I thought it looked cool. Um, I liked the monsters when I was a little kid. What, you know, they would come on, when they would come on like PBS or something. I, I've, I mean, I'm not like an aficionado, but like, I definitely know the, how the monsters works. And that's what's, it's been getting a little bit of negative reaction from the Rob zombie heads because it looks like the monsters. Yeah. It doesn't look like, Rob Zombies colon the monsters. You know, they I mean? want it to be like horrific. Yeah, they, yeah, they uh, want a Herman Munster spitting jaw tobacco and like with a film grain over the top of it, and he's got a you know, everything's dirty. Uh, oh, yeah. oh well. I, I mean that could still happen, but I don't think it will. Um, I so if you like classic monsters, this looks like it's gonna be it. Um okay, we have two. Uh, pieces of Scream news looks like Nev Campbell will not be returning for Scream Six. Um, Bummer. The short. Ver- I'm. Meh. I'm not. 
I don't think any of the original need to be there still. You no, know, I completely agree. I thought they did a good job of establishing the new cast. Um, it's a bummer that they wanted that to happen and that was the story, but now they're gonna have to like rewrite something and right, you know, like this it seems messy. Uh and well, and also her official statement says here, um, sadly, I won't be making my return to the next screen film. Um, as a woman, I have had to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to scream. I felt the offer that was presented to me did not equate the value that I have brought to the franchise. So they didn't offer enough money. And mm-hmm. I mean, okay. It's hard to say without knowing how much they offered right. her, you know, of like she is like, she is. I mean, if there's any draw, character I that think. is like, I think she's the bigger draw than Courtney Cox. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. She is the draw for, from the, the, the veteran cast, but I think that we've moved past the need for the legacy cast. I think we've moved past the need for that, but if they're trying to do another movie featuring her and she's going to be selling it, like they should pay her fairly, you know? Oh, it's I just, agree. It's just impossible to comment on without knowing, you know? But um, so, yeah, that looks like at this point, unless there might be, she, unless she's like playing a, oh, playing a, you know, it's a work. Yeah, unless, right? I mean, unless it's a work. I mean, we've seen that happen with uh, some Marvel, I forget. That happened with, I, it doesn't matter. It happened with something like, like a year or two ago. We were talking about it, and it's like they, they talked about how they couldn't come to a deal. Oh, it was um, Kevin Feige and Spider Man. It's like, you know, how they, they, they lost Spider Man and we're not going to be able to do Spider Man anymore, blah, blah, blah. I think uh, that was real, though. Like, well, real I do negotiations. Too. Yeah. I think it was real, too. But like, once you say it out there <clears throat> to, to people, then it's like, oh, well, I guess. You know. Yeah, agreed. But um, speaking of Scream, uh, Jenna Ortega uh, did an interview about it uh, and said, let's see, where is the quote here? Um, Ghostface gets a lot more intimidating. I just read part of the script and it gets even more, it gets more gory. I'm sorry, it just gets more and more gory. I think that the this is probably the most aggressive and violent version of Ghostface we've ever seen. Um, that does exciting. worry me a little bit though. I guess it is Why? exciting for the gore stuff, but like does that make does does it does that mean that Scream is going to become a different type of a movie? Like, is if no. if we're going with a mega aggro ghost face, like a murder machine ghost face, is that because that's what that reads like to me? Like, that's not it what does, I want. Yeah. You know, I don't want the ultra slasher ghost face. I want gory kills and I want gross bits in the movie. But like, I like stupid funny ghost face or like pranks i'm sure it's just like what is she gonna say no it's the same yeah yeah he's about to say like like yeah i'm sure it's not gonna be anything too crazy okay well we'll keep you posted on all the scream six news uh i'm calling it right now it's gonna be scream 666 that's that's the title they won't yeah they might not um we have some jordan peele news monkey paw studios uh jordan peele's monkey paw studios um has landed a sports theme horror movie called goat. Um, and the report teases the story centers on a promising young athlete who was invited to train with the team's rising star. Uh, the sport at the center of the film is reportedly football. That's all we know, but we do know that he's making a, this is a sports theme psychological horror tale. And hmm. that's a genre that I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't even think about. So that's kind of exciting. Um, yeah. I, and obviously it's just Jordan Peele, so we we trust and uh, we stand there. So um, we have we also got a final trailer for Nope, and it and it and you know what? It was pretty different than the first trailer, it was, which, which yeah. I really like. I like that. It, I really hate it when you get multiple trailers that all feel the same or yeah. don't really give you anything new or whatever. This is very different. And they even say it in the trailer. They, they even deliver the line of uh, it's not what you think um, because everyone's looking up and like, you know, they really try to make drive the point home that this movie is not going to be what you think it is. Um, That's a big promise. I hope they deliver, you know, I, the trailer's three minutes. So go check it out. I thought the trailer was very strong. It was. Um, yeah. I got it in front of a Jurassic world. Oh, did you? And- so it was like, I was like, oh, this again, because I've seen this trailer, I swear, 50 times, you know, the same right. trailer. And I was like very pleasantly surprised that it was a new one. I and thought I teetered one. on the edge of showing too much. 
I agree. Um, like there were a lot of set pieces and characters in peril and like, ooh, like stop it. Like I don't even see anymore. It was a little long, but um right. yeah, it's like three I'm, minutes. I'm sure there's a lot more surprises. It looked it, it it got me more hyped for it. Yeah, absolutely. Go check it out. Um, and then the last thing, uh, we've this is our three weeks in a row that we have Dario Argento <laughs> news. So I could I and I will have more next week. I will have more next week. Um I will, I will make it a point. Um, I'll look at it too. Right. Well, no, because it actually came out today, but uh, I was like, I'm going to save it for next week. Uh, but anyway, so we have a trailer for a new movie called She Will that is going to be directed by Charlotte Colbert or Colbert. Uh, who knows? Stephen Colbert has <laughs> ruined me for that last name. Yeah. Um, and this is a horror movie by IFC Midnight and is officially presented by Dario Argento, um, starring Alice Krieg and others um the plot of the movie so watch the trailer it's very doesn't tell you a lot you get you get a lot of i mean it's it's a decent length it's like a minute and a half but it's mostly like vibes energy witchy vibes witchy vibes you know stuff like that but it doesn't really tell you plot but um re, um it's coming out july 15th uh to theaters and digital so digital which means it'll be in like 20 theaters and be digital but um argento is a producer on the movie but um so the plot here is um let's see what oh megan navarro has already reviewed the film i gave it a positive review but she said uh those that don't mind a horror adjacent artful take on on witchcraft will find themselves in for a breathtaking visual feast set deep in the highlands um but this is a very interesting plot concept here um First of all, before I read the plot, Dylan, what did you think of the trailer? I thought the trailer was pretty strong, even though it didn't really tell you a lot. Yeah, the vibes are good. The visuals were good. That's all I can comment on. Right. Um, so the plot that I, we're given here is Veronica Ghent, who after a double mastectomy goes to a healing retreat in rural Scotland with her young nurse, Desi. There, she discovers that the process of such surgery opens up questions about her very existence, leading her to start questioning and confront past traumas. Um. The two develop an unlikely bond as mysterious forces give Veronica the power to exact revenge within her dreams. Um, it's interesting. Um, I think that's a really cool concept for a movie. The posters are really cool looking. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the posters, Dylan. I'll send one to the I chat have. here. I like the one with the head in the fire. Yeah, that oh, that's cool. why I just sent it to the chat. That one's really cool. <laughs> so I will definitely be checking this out. Um, you know, I, I want to see what these up and coming Giallo directors like Dario Gento want to put in front of us who have learned at the feet of James Wan, the Giallo master. Um, even though this film is not a Giallo, but it's like, to, like to know what the Giallo guys are up to. But um, um, yeah. Can I share one more bit of Joker news? Oh, we got more? One thing, I, one thing I forgot to comment on, because, you know, as things are breaking, I don't, I don't digest the whole, the whole article, you know? Of course. Um, but apparently it will be a musical Joker 2. <laughs> Shut up. No, apparently it's a musical. That's what it says. You're you're lying to me. No, it's Lady Gaga and she's joined the Joker 2 musical. And I went in the article, it's like musical. And then they were like, yep, they're like, it will reportedly be a musical. So is this um, is it April 1st? No. No. Checks, checks watch. We're we're a little bit late. Uh, um, does this make you more or less excited? <laughs> more. It makes me more excited, honestly. More chaotic. The more chaotic, the more That's likely I am to enjoy it. Something. Wow. How about that? Okay. I assume he's just gonna be imagining. Songs. Well, yeah, of course. Like it's just that's it. But um, the Lady Gaga thing makes more sense now. Yeah, definitely. But uh, let's do our pick of the week real quick, Dylan. Before we uh, get to um, our reviews yeah. here, I'm going to pick from Image Comics. Do a Powerbomb oh. number one. Okay. Uh, no surprises there. It's a wrestling comic uh, by Daniel Warren Johnson about a uh, woman who wants to be a pro wrestler and does so, but also there's some mystical magic type stuff involved in it uh, she gets involved in some sort of a tournament i haven't gotten to read it yet but it looks it looks great it has that daniel warren johnson art that i really like if you liked murder falcon this is probably right up your alley nice yes um so my pick is so we're still in june which is the month that gay people can exist in comics uh yes, so there's a, a tim drake one shot coming out <laughs> it's called dc pride tim drake special um hmm. But it's about him and the story they set up in Batman Urban Legends with him and Bernard. It says his friend in the solicitation. His but friend. 
uh, you know, they're they're aiming for more. It's a will they won't they situation. Oh, but I see. I really liked. I thought it was a very natural progression for the character. So I'm excited to read more. I wish it was more than a one shot. And I'm not too big of a fan of naming all the books DC Pride with gay characters. Uh, or yeah, that's just, that really that just relegates all. them and pigeonholes them into. No, you're in the gay book. I'm guessing we'll get number two of this next June. Uh, Great. So that's something to look forward to. But Stay tuned regardless, hi, regardless, gay. I'm looking forward to Happy Pride Month. We're <laughs> sashaying away with de- with books. Yeah, um, with, with comics, but only this month. Uh, yeah, but regardless, I'm still looking forward to reading it. It looks good. Nice. All right, let's hear about all of our tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of June. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual or hardcore game players. Feel free to come by an hour early to learn how to play. You can join us this month on June 17th and 24th. This month we will be hosting Free RPG Day at our Clear Lake location. On Saturday, June 25th, we will be giving away tons of free RPG stuff from top-tier publishers like WizKids, Pezo, Goodman Games, Odiphius, Q Workshop, and more. We will have events all day, including miniature painting, one-page RPGs, and full sessions of Kids on Bikes, Cyberpunk Red, Avatar Legends, and Ten Candles. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we're going to kick it off talking about Obi-Wan Episode 4. came out this past Friday. Um, yeah. We have been uh, watching this every week, and there's only two more after this. Two, three, two. Two more. Two. two yeah. more. Everything's so short now. Um, Almost done. What did you think about this episode, Dylan? Um, oh, uh, spoilers, obviously, for Obi-Wan uh, Episode 4 and All Star Wars that has ever existed. So there you go. Um, okay. <laughs> right. Uh this episode was fine to me. Um, I'll, I, I know I asked you, but I'll just go. I'll I'll say um, I thought it was fine. I I don't know. Like I, I like it. I'm liking the show fine. Um, I'm actually finding the bits with Obi Wan the least interesting part of the show, and I'm finding the the uh, Moses Ingram stuff way more interesting to me. I agree. Yeah. Um, I thought this one was my least favorite like narratively my least favorite episode mm-hmm. but i'm like i really like whenever star wars does the interior like futuristic aesthetic like i really like that you know so stylistically it was my favorite i'm okay. glad to not be in a desert you know so um sure. i like the glossy floors uh i like the window the big windows underwater that's cool um i like that too trying to find nice things to say uh this was like this was just the Leia uh, prison break rescue episode. Um, it was, um, and it was fine. Um, I'll tell you, you know, speaking of set design and stuff like that, you know what I really liked when is it uh, is it Reva or Reva? I don't know why it's Reva. Reva, right? I think. Okay, I don't know. Reva. Whenever Reva is, someone's yelling at us. Um, whenever Reva is like borderline torturing Leia, right? Uh, she's got her little torture box where she can hit buttons and make stuff happen uh trying to get information out of her the box looks old and doesn't one of my biggest pet peeves with things about the specifically the the prequel trilogy it's like there's technology in the prequel trilogy that does not exist in the original trilogy you know it's like why does their stuff look so nice and then like it looks like junk but the stuff that uh that reva was using it had like four buttons on it. They were red and blue and it did not look, it looked like Darth Vader's suit, right? It just looked like, mm-hmm. and I appreciate whoever did that design to not make it look too fancy. Um, that's a, yeah, that's a nice decision. I, and speaking of positive things to say, to say, um, and I thought her performance was good. Um, we're, and it was looking more and more like, you know, the prediction of her being that, you know, a uh, youngling that survived is gonna be the case i wish i don't know i wish in this episode that obi-wan had had an encounter with vader uh yeah just like every time there's an opportunity for more 
like character growth because it's all you can do in this because there's no stakes and no tension i feel like a broken record saying that but like this episode relied entirely on stakes and tension you know um like oh are they gonna get out are they gonna survive you know i hope obi-wan saves leia yeah it's like it leaned on that when I think it should have been like maybe he encountered Vader and he felt like a pull between like helping his old friend and like saving this new one, right. you know, like some inner turmoil. But it was really just like get girl out, which I, I like that kind of thing, actually, normally. But like when I know exactly what happens, I don't. So, right. It didn't so, do anything for me. Do you think I don't mean this in the will you do it better? But do you think you could write a compelling prequel story or like? No, as as a fan of some, as as a person who does not like prequels, do you think if you were a professional writer, Dylan, that if you were tasked with writing this, could you? Do you think is it is it hard, or are they just trying to deliver the same Star Wars beats that they're they're doing without trying to, you know? Well, I don't have the skill set to craft a script, but I feel like. I could improve upon some story I, beats. I, I you do know? too, like because I, I can. I, I think I think you and I could like uh, re- editorial this side of writing. You know, like the notes. You know, right? Like, exactly. This happen. Punch yeah. it up. You know, because yeah. I definitely think like you, you're completely right in that. There's a lot of the show that is relying on like drama on characters that we know make it uh, surviving yeah. or getting into trouble. It's like who cares if if Leia gets captured by the inquisitors or whatever like who cares yeah. like she gets out she's fine um she doesn't die for there a were, long time the show did a lot of ludicrous like uh stretches Ooh. of the imagination things too like um sneaking leia out in the coat that made like, no and walking sense. by everyone didn't no, really uh, i was like I- i'm watching this in my hotel room i'm like are, are they just really have leia out here in this coat <laughs> and there's like alarm klaxons they i know think, star wars but like you have well, rules to abide by i you, feel like you thought like but i don't know it's fine i, I thought the reva vader stuff was more compelling absolutely you know? I, i'm like is she gonna get it is he gonna kill her for not you know like because her I future thought, is uncertain yeah and i thought her interrogation of leia was that was my favorite scene when um she was trying to like read her mind and Leia was like, is this a staring contest? I thought that was pretty good. Yes. Um, but I thought Riva like was very soft on her for some reason. I, like it made me, this is the point where it made me think, are they like trying to do a, a hero, uh, a turn? Uh, okay. It's called a, a, um, a face. She's turning, she's turning baby face. Yeah. Yeah. That. He, he'll, he'll, he'll turn turning into a bad guy. Yeah. She kept threatening to be mean to her that she did it. Yeah, yeah, no, so no. Like, Reva is totally a baby face here. She's Reva hasn't killed anyone in this show. Um, she chopped someone's hand off, but like she hasn't done anything irredeemable yet. So I feel like that's what we're going for. That's all I wanted to say. I, I completely agree with you. But um we'll stay tuned for the next couple of weeks and we'll we'll uh see what happens and where this goes. Um let's get to Ms. Marvel. I completely forgot this was coming out until like the day before. I'm like, oh crap, Michael. it's this week. I know. There's I've so much. For it. June is so. There's so much, dude. Like, June, July, yeah. we have so much stuff coming out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hi, gay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, spoilers for Ms. Marvel and Marvel yeah. properties. Um, Ms. Marvel ruled. <laughs> it was really good. It blew me away, Michael. I I gagged and gooped. I was sitting here gagged like gagged and is, gooped. This is the best Disney Plus premiere I've seen. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I, I want to. I I like. I've never rewatched any Disney Plus Marvel thing. I am going to rewatch this one with Lori because she will like it. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. going to because I'm like this is really good, and I, it is. It's fantastic. I love. I love the. I love the the animation design. I love the. I, the I love stylistic the, like yeah uh, yeah yeah text on the way they were texting and yes I love that yeah. I love it was very baby driver Scott Pilgrim yes, kind of vibes, which yes. I really appreciated. Yeah. I I loved the show. But anyway, Dylan, um, what did you think about it? I thought uh so I have read the first all the G. Willow Wilson Miss Marvel. Yes, um, me too. So I'm, I'm a, I would say I'm somewhat of a fan. I stopped reading after that, but um I'm a, I'm a fan of the character. Uh so yeah. 
the power changes that we've been discussing week after week didn't really bother me. Um, and me there's not there's not a lot in this episode to like um, help you one way or the other, whichever side you land on. I think we're probably going to have to see a lot more, maybe all the way to the finale. Um, yeah. But uh, I thought the standout, I mean, obviously, you know, Iman Vellani carried. Absolutely. She literally is Kamala Khan. It's like, I think it's the best Marvel. This person is this person that I've seen. Because I would say Robert Downey Jr. is synonymous with Iron Man, but Iron Man wasn't like that in the comics to some extent. You know, like he brought a lot of his own flavor to Tony Stark, but Iman Vellani just literally personifies. And and this is her first major role, right? Yeah. Mm hmm. That's awesome First role ever. I might maybe like in a, in a movie or TV show, but um, wow. I know. I mean, she that there was that old picture of her like in her Miss Marvel costume and a few years ago. I thought that was uh-huh. really cool. Um, but I liked so just Miss Marvel that like Kamala the character carried it for me, and I like that the it feels really refreshing because she's just like she's one of us, you know. She's an MCU stan, so right. um, she's going to Avengers Con. Yeah, I, I've wanted to see in in Marvel like what the ramifications of the Avengers are on the world and like fandom is like since it's come out because I have a really bad uh, I don't I can't conceptualize what it's like you know for the regular people right because um, we we never get the perspective of like what happens like because it's so alien to us the right even though we, this is a these are properties we like but can we can you really <clears throat> imagine if there was a real captain marvel out there and the real avengers fighting aliens you know what i'm saying like yeah that's, that's so weird and bizarre um what happened but this like captured how exactly how i would imagine it would happen you know like totally the way she credits captain marvel with like ending the the thanos fight in endgame it's like that's how it would happen. Everyone's favorite character would be like, "Well, my character, my favorite hero, like you know, right. save the day." You know, so yeah, of course. Um, I like that they acknowledged, like it was a little like nod to the fanboys who were like, "Well, Captain Marvel abandoned uh, Earth for so many years," you know, and she was right. like, "Clearly, clearly, they've translated the the haters to um, like trolls within the MCU, which I think is pretty cool. I like yeah. that." Um, but overall, just like. There's a very infectious uh, love for the MCU, which like I think we've been missing for a little bit, you know, um, like fun, uh, like no shade to all the other MCU things. But like, I think just her and Kate Bishop have like injected some fun into the MCU. And definitely it's a coming of age story that I enjoy the most, which is like very, very character driven. It's uh, the tone, I think, is most similar to Spider-Man Homecoming, you know. Sure. Um, yeah, I agree. More of that. Um, but I'm I'm in for the character. Right? I would watch this if it wasn't Miss Marvel. You know, me so. too. It's very well made. It was very interesting. Um, I liked all the. It felt very. Uh, authentic, authentically cultural. Like I didn't feel like they were adding all the Pakistani stuff. Uh, just to add it in, you know, it felt yeah. like authentic and real really part of it uh mm-hmm. so i i loved it I, it felt felt very real um and yeah i loved all the performances I, what's her what's her friend's name bruno bruno yeah let's talk about bruno let's talk about bruno um i like <laughs> it bruno. was really cool yeah I, I like bruno he's he's the good homie you know trying to help her get to avengers con and airbrushing her cosplay and I, I like that her cosplay was very believably a cosplay. It like wasn't that yes. good, you know? Right. That was cool. It was but I not, liked in, in, right. in her fantasies, it was like literally the Captain Marvel costume, like the high-end MCU quality one. Right. But this is the this is as good as it gets. I look just like Captain Marvel. <laughs> the budget one. Yeah. I, um, I love that. If you haven't watched this yet, you really should go and check it out. You need to. I'm really bummed out. There's only six episodes though. Like Yeah, but we get that to seems... see her in the Marvels, so oh, that's right. There's more to look forward to. I'm wondering. I feel like I'm really, really, really hoping that, like, I thought in Shazam. Um, sorry, this is going somewhere. I promise. In Shazam, sure. uh, when 
we got uh what i can't remember the character's name billy jack dylan glazer's character billy's friend you know he was like a big dc fan yeah uh he had the batarang and he was a big superman fan and i thought at the end when like uh billy got superman to show up to to lunch that was like such a huge like that was like such a fulfilling moment even though henry cavill didn't do it um right. I'm really hoping that Brie Larson shows up in this. Oh, man. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for the Marvels. Like, I just need, I need, you need the Kamala Marvel to get surprise. the prize. Yeah, that would be such a, like, that would be uh, amazing. I would hit home. I was thinking about that too. It was like, I wonder, are we going to see Captain Marvel in this at all? It's kind of the way I felt about Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan. Like, they keep bringing him up, but I know you can't do Captain Mar- Miss Marvel without bringing up Captain Marvel, but. I understand if they make us wait till the Marvels, but um, I think having that in this show would be really, really cool. I hope so. But yeah, did you like the Avengers Con stuff? I thought that was really I, fun. I loved Avengers Con. The only, the only minor, minorest of complaints I could I could talk about is when she knocked over that Ant Man head. That thing rolled like it was on. It was motorized <laughs> and like minutes. This thing is rolling around the floor. But yeah. um, but. I, I love the imagining of what a, a con would look like for that. Um, yeah. And- my, my minor complaint is along the same lines of yours. The mine is with the, the look of Avengers con. I thought it looked nothing like a convention. Of course. Uh, right. It was dark and like aesthetic and it's like, do like comic- con- car- a carnival kind of, you so, know? Well, yeah. So it's like in this world, do comic books exist? Yes. You know, right. So like, surely there are comic conventions right or you know like is this is this what comic conventions look like in the mcu or is this just is it supposed to be it's an it's underground it's the first ever avengers con so they're in like a really crappy venue you know it's <laughs> yeah. a, like you know I, maybe that's but i had the same thought i was like what is what kind of a convention is this this looks like a carnival like, like yeah this looks like an outdoor event that's inside like I don't. Why is it? Lit I so still poorly? would love to attend it though. It looks. It looked really fun. Oh, of course. It was um, a. It was a dingy convention with like huge, big budget. Like. Uh, oh yeah. Props had tons of money. Stuff, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. That doesn't match. But. Um, I think. I don't know. I. 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 I just loved every. I really can't think of anything I actually disliked about the show. Um, I liked. I liked her parents. I liked her brother. Um. I like the supporting cast too. Yeah. Yeah. The, parent. The, the bully. I forget the bully's name, but I like her because um, Zoe, I think. Yeah. Is that her name? I Sounds like right. her because she doesn't seem mean. She just seems like a cool girl, you know, that's like right. not really friends with her, but she's not like, you suck, um, Kamala. She's not like Angela in Stranger Things, you know? Like, right. which I appreciated Angela. I hated Angela, but this is like um, more realistic, I think. You know, sure. um, it's the girl that like Kamala maybe wants to be, you know, I like that. Yeah. She had the like more like the costume that her parents were afraid that Kamala wanted to wear, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought she was cool. I liked um, her counselor. I don't know who that actor is or what yes. the name is, but I thought he was really energetic and like uh, charismatic, you know, whatever. I hope we see more of him, you know? Yeah, I, I liked him too. Uh, he was only on briefly, but he was he was a very uh, compelling character and a, a very believable school counselor, and yeah. de- delivered lines. You know what I mean? Like, felt very authentic. Yeah, and the high school itself seemed like it seemed like a New Jersey high school. That it wasn't like I hate it when it, there's a high school in a show and it's like the Google Hollywood. campus or something. You know, like yes. an insane. They have so much uh, money. Institution, yeah. This one I actually believed and is in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. but I mean, I don't have anything negative to say. I the only Me thing neither. negative I have to say is that like the next episodes have a lot to live up to. You know, um, they do. I know most people's complaint with this show is that it was light on action and that there was almost no action. Um, what do you want? Like, but like, it's not that kind of show. You know, it's not Moon Knight. You know, so like, right. <clears throat> I'm not sure what you were expecting, but I think there's more action to come later. It seemed like they there was an after credit scene, which teased yes. that uh, some people were coming after Kamala. I, I almost missed the after credit scene. Apparently, I didn't realize until online, but the, this is the damage control guy from Spider-Man, I think. He's been in a couple movies, this guy. 
Okay, has he? Uh, so we've seen him before. He's returning, reprising his role as damage control guy. Uh, Word, okay. But um, I, I really want to learn more about the uh, artifact that's giving her the powers. You know? Yeah, the, the, the bangle or whatever it is. The little I think they're going to, I think something's going to happen. She's going to fuse with it. Uh, you know, right. like, I don't think it's just going to be magic, magic bracelet throughout. Um, people have been theorizing that there's like a gin thing, like a you know okay. their word for genie, because uh, they brought they brought up gins a few times times in the episode. They did. Um, I think that might be what they're going for. I think someone mentioned that a reason for the power change is that they were trying to tie it in with her Pakistani heritage more. Um, that makes sense. So that that lines up. Uh, but if they do, they've also said they're trying to tie it into Captain Marvel and and Monica. Uh, and she said cosmic at the end. Um, they're implying that it's cosmic. So maybe it's a hybrid. Like maybe the gins are like ancient trees. Okay. Like eternal. You know, type some things. kind of like, yeah. yeah, like ancient alien technology, something like that. I don't, I don't, I have no idea where it's going, but um, I like this uses the powers like the comics, like with the big hand and stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think I, I, I like the, I like the expression of the power as well. I thought, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, and if you oh. haven't, yeah, if you haven't checked it out yet, go watch it for sure. Yeah, all the story beats from the comics are still there. The right. of, her, of her character, you know, so absolutely, the powers aren't dampening it. I don't think. No, it, she still feels very true to the comic to the comics. Um, yeah, go watch it. Um, do yourself a favor. Um, new episode comes out today, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough with Obi Wan and Miss Marvel same day. I don't like it. I know. They should like redistribute. Well, no, Obi Wan's Friday. I think no, Obi Wan's on Wednesdays for sure. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they did that first one on Friday for some reason. But oh, did they? Okay, it's on Wednesdays now. Well, I um, watched it on Friday because I thought it came out on Friday. Oh well, good for you. Oh, yeah, I, so did I. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.